0: so what's up listeners and gerard what's up gerard not much justin what's up you're with back, you <laughs> you're back in florida i am as people can see that it's not your usual background
1: there are palm trees out my window
0: there are palm trees <laughs> there's a christmas tree behind you and there's a Christmas tree. a small one. There. the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. What does that mean? A ch- Charlie I Brown Christmas a- tree? I haven't actually watched. Was it like a small tree?
1: Oh, yeah. It's like a really
0: scraggly little thing. Okay. Oh, oh okay. you remember
1: You remember in uh, high school when Miss Kay had her scraggly tree with the one ornament on
0: the yeah, piano? Yes, do. The oh, that's that's the Charlie that's Brown tree. That's the Charlie Brown tree. Christmas tree. Okay, yes. I recognize that from everywhere else. I literally just read a, a, a post on Facebook like, not too long ago, that... WNEP? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw that, too. I thought that was kind of dumb.
0: The University Next Door. Not it, that
1: WNEP is dumb, just, like, the story was dumb. Oh, yeah,
0: the story was dumb. It, it's the, now their Christmas tree is controversial. And I read that, and I figured it was going to be a religious thing or, like, somehow a racist thing. And no, they The kids just, just hate the tree, just, and it's not even that bad of a tree.
1: Like, why did they write an article on that? That 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 was what I was wondering. But they were
0: like, yeah, we interviewed this lacrosse player. And she was like, oh, yeah, I sent a bunch of snaps to my friend saying, look, the Charlie Brown Christmas tree is back. And I was like, why is this a story? And I should I have looked up who the, who the reporter okay, was. One
1: why, is, one, why is it a story? Two, <laughs> why are people calling it a Charlie Brown Christmas tree? It's like a little scraggly, but it's not actually that bad.
0: <laughs> I think people are just dumb. Maybe they knew that they were going to get a news report written about them if they kept making fun of the tree for,
1: Charlie Brown for, for
0: years. That's the other thing it said. It said they've been doing that for, like, years. But, like, I don't know. When I read the controversial Christmas tree, I was like... Well, if it's a real Christmas tree, then they
1: should have a different one every year.
0: That's true, I guess.
1: Unless they get it that's from, like...
0: Unless they get different. it from,
1: like, scraggly than average Christmas trees company. or like, company. like,
0: Yeah, have you seen, like, these, uh, these companies now that, like, repurpose ugly food basically on shark tank they take like like certain like peppers and other like produce basically like grocery stores genuinely will turn away um foods like that just because they look bad like there's nothing wrong with it if it just is not aesthetically appealing they won't put it on shelves so now these people are creating companies where they take all the all Ugly the, looking food all to make produce, it look good, yeah. All the produce rejects. Well, they don't make it look good, they just sell it to people. Oh, there's nothing actually oh, yeah, wrong the, with the, the people
1: that just, don't care,
0: they just give it to like homeless people and stuff. And
1: that's pretty awesome
0: stuff like that. So maybe there's a Christmas tree company that's doing the same thing that's taking all the rejected Christmas trees and putting them out there so they don't just get like tossed. maybe so there's that? you have some donuts on your ceiling wall ceiling what is that I do. is there a name for <laughs> is there a name for that wall clings maybe well well isn't that the donuts themselves i'm talking about the part of your root, oh, that? Like, like the yeah house. it's like a hanging wall
1: it is a hanging wall but on the other side of it is my kitchen and like there are cabinets there and you always got to watch you don't hit your head <laughs> All I've right. done that maybe like once or twice.
0: All right, so yeah, so you're back in school. How's mm-hmm. that going? We're both back in school. Um, so this is the this worst time to be in school. Well, I mean, not for you. You don't have yeah.
1: The, the you you know you know my classes are different every month. The audience might not, but my classes are different every month. Uh, the new one that I just started, week one was very very rough because I just didn't understand my information as much as I thought I did. <laughs>
0: Just, this is week one.
1: Yeah, this was week. Oh, okay. This all right. That was week one. This is week two that we're in right now. So last week was week one. Oh yeah,
0: it was. A, then you have like the two day week. Was that week one? Yeah, yeah. So this yeah. was kind of like an extension of week one, basically. Probably. Kinda. Yeah. We didn't really get a week because we had Thanksgiving in there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So how does that? How does that work for you? Do you have like finals like every month? Or do you just not have finals to the classes just kind of abruptly end?
1: What usually happens is uh, throughout the month, depending on the class. Well, for most classes, all classes, you're doing projects throughout the month. Some are smaller, some are bigger. Some classes, like the one I'm in now, you have one project that you're working on all month. And usually at the end of the month, it's like, make it look really awesome. Right, And then other classes, you have multiple projects that go out throughout the month. And then the end, it's desired to be more
0: awesome than the first one that you did. How many classes do you actually have per block, per month,
1: at the same time? Out of my 20-month curriculum, I have roughly around 13 months that are two classes, and then seven months that are one class.
0: Oh, that's not that... Well, it doesn't sound that bad, at least, but they're, like, really freaking long from what i understand I mean, yeah they're, that's well, like they're nine to five
1: they're eight hours a day it's they're like set like a, up like a job
0: it's like a full well, so is it is it one class is four hours and you have that twice no or it's one
1: it, it's one class is eight hours long so like so like a two month i mean a two class month yeah uh you'll have class a monday class b Tuesday, Tuesday, class, class a, a, Wednesday, class okay. something like that. And each one of those days is eight hours that you're at the school. So
0: then aren't you missing out on, like, the Tuesday, Thursday ones, though, because you have one less day of those each week?
1: Um. Yeah, usually usually one class is kind of – usually one class, depending on how – there's, like, an importance uh kind of scale to all <laughs> the a,
0: classes. It's like a hierarchy some, of classes. Yeah,
1: some classes are, are more uh, crucial than others. So yes, um there's usually one that kind of like wins out a little bit more over the other.
0: Sometimes you have online ones too, don't you? Is it, like do you have semesters, we'll call them whatever the fuck they're called? In your case, do they do you ever get one like 8 hour 5 day a week class and then like an online one you do it on your own time? And yeah, counts as two? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So this month you come like ho- like you come home and stuff and you have only online ones. Is it usually one online one?
1: Yeah, they they only the
0: month They only
1: let you do one online a month.
0: Okay, so you can't you can't have two yeah. online classes at the no. same time. No. That's weird. So but, if
1: a per, if a person wanted to, they could take my entire program that I'm in right now all online. It would just be like 32 months instead of 20.
0: Oh, okay, all online. Yeah. And then they could also take it all not online, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Would that's that
0: true. be would that be more normal, like four year degree type of thing? Do they have those programs at full sale? Or would it just be
1: I don't know if they have any programs that are mm-hmm. that long at full sale, actually. I feel like every single one is so, like every program is in, like two years yeah, or in, less in
0: their in their short style. Interesting. hmm So are the classes set up like are they paired together like specifically, or do you kind of choose like like say you have oh, classes like my classes A through J. Could you have does it have to be like A B then C D then E F or could it be like A and G and then like C and J and Can you just kind of pick them? No, for the most
1: part it's the same exact thing for every single student.
0: So there they're are, they're paired together of like things Yeah, yeah, that's right. If if I packaged. showed
1: you if I showed you my curriculum list right now, there'll yeah. be a month list, one through twenty. And all my classes will be listed on it, right?
0: And that's every, not like a suggestion. That's like no, and no. Every doing?
1: every student goes through the process because beginning classes you're just starting to learn, end classes you're you pretty much know it all, and they want you to do some harder stuff. So, like, so it's it's a skill developing curriculum.
0: So like, if you have what are you doing right? Do you have two classes right now or one? For yeah, this? I have, I have two right now. You have two right now. So is it like? You're with the same people in both of those classes because they're paired up that way, like the classes go hand in hand. Or do you have different people in one class than in the other?
1: The the students that started at the same month I did uh, are still with me because we follow the same we do thing. follow the same track. Right. Um, there were more at the beginning because I'm in the game art program. Right and there are kids in the computer animation program. So like
0: funnels out, you get like the general Yeah, yeah, yeah. There the there are very okay. they're
1: very similar to start out with. Right. But then once we got to a certain point, we're like, "Okay, now you're going to learn your specific branch stuff." Off. Branch off computer yeah. animation kids go that way, game art kids go that way. So now my classes are even smaller, uh but I still have
0: but, I mean, that's um, normal. That's how it works in every school. Yeah. You get yeah, you true. have you have English and math and science with Whoever the hell else goes to that school, but then you have your major classes, your junior, senior year, usually. Yeah, and there's like hardly anyone there. With like the same three people. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I think that's a, but like I'm saying, like, what classes are you taking right now? What are the names of them? It'll make it easier for me to. Right, expect. right now,
1: my big one is project and portfolio five. That's the one that okay. I was having trouble on. So, okay. it's five because I've had four other projects and portfolios before that. that Believe. Makes it or sense. Not. Yeah. <laughs> No. So the projects and portfolios are most other classes you are learning new skills and like doing tutorial stuff and things like that. The projects and portfolios, you're uh, implementing what you have learned in the other classes into a, uh, a desired. uh, Portfolio. Yeah. (laughs) Something for your portfolio. So
0: that's
1: what I'm taking. That's what I'm taking right now. That's the one that I'm having a little trouble with. Um, and the other one that I'm taking is oops, I gotta shut that up. The other one I'm taking uh, now is uh, game animation two. Yeah. So I've had kind of an introduction one before. Uh, even though I'm not an animator, we're all still kind of required to take a little bit of the yeah. that yeah. knowledge of animation, oh, yeah, making sense. stuff move. So that one is that one's easier, and because it's easier, I'm actually having a little bit more fun with it. Even though it's not what I want to do, um, in a funny way, but it's cool. Uh, Last week we had to make some like character types. So we were given one model that's like really generic, no-faced guy or something, and you kind of had to pose them in different ways. And those poses <laughs> told you what character it was. Yeah. So like, so like a strong barbarian type character would be posed kind of like that compared oh, okay. to, compared to like a
0: and like... yeah
1: compared to a goblin, oh, yeah. which I would have to pose kind of like that. Yeah. And then I had to make an attack animation... At the same time. (laughs) And then I had to make... That's like in chorus when... (laughs) It's not to breathe at the same time.
0: (laughs) And then you just hear this one... One collective...
1: How do we do
0: that? Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) But anyway, I got to make an attack animation... So I chose my goblin one... Out of all of them that I made. I chose my goblin one... And I had him do kind of like a... A jump scratch thing... And then he rolls around and it starts all over again. Because in games... You know, because you play video games, when you press the A button multiple times, the same thing happens when you press the A button. So you got to have to, you have to, yeah, you have to make them so that they loop back to the original. Right. So it's
0: not like, right. Like, well, what, how do they, who's, like, whose job is it to actually, like, I don't know what you even call it, like, program the controller to know what to do. In a video game, like who who does that connection? Because obviously, like a, an animation expert or an animation pro professional of some form, like actually makes the character like move, but like, how does it get from the controller to who, who types the letters into the yeah. coding is, software? Is it a programmer? Say, is it coding? Is that? I mean, I guess that's how they do it. I, I
1: I would call it just a coder or a programmer. Yeah, that's what they
0: do. They mm-hmm. have a
1: they have like um. What looks like a, what's kind of like a different, a weird, like geeky sort of text editor. Like we have, like we have Microsoft Word. The programmers have like okay. a geeky version of that with a bunch of buttons we don't know.
0: And right. they, they type in. They're just talking about their coding languages. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They have different coding like C++ languages. C. Yeah. That's right. That. C. Python, uh,
0: yeah. things like that. SQL. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you say, hey, computer, if this happens, then. Yeah, this happens. If you press yeah, B, then whatever animation plays like it's it's crazy, it's insane. I don't
0: I don't understand coding. I got an app the other day. It was supposed to be like a beginner coding app basically to like to I still have no idea how it works. Is it for C++? You can pick and you can also pick like why you want to learn to code. So, cuz they have like curriculums basically in it. So I had to say So,
1: depending on what you want to do with it yeah. Say, here's here's our tailored program for you.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I like that. So I did I did do it for C++, and, like, I forget. There was three options in the beginning. It was, like, one was specifically for if you're trying to create an app.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One yeah. was for if you just want to learn a language, then pick a language. And I forgot what the last one was. The last one might have been, like, more pro or less pro. It might have been less intense. But I, I went yeah. through, like, the first couple of lessons, and, like, it wasn't set up very well. It wasn't very well formatted so that you'd actually have to learn how to do it, because it was just kind of like multiple choice. Que- it would just like teach you something real quick and then give you a multiple oh, that, choice question. Yeah, that,
1: that And it was difficult.
0: like so. Like I wasn't actually picking anything up. I just kept picking answers until I got the right one. Mm-hmm. But um, I did not. Yeah, I did not understand right. it at all. I don't understand how coding works.
1: Not neither do I. Uh, but it's amazing what some people can do with it. And it people- is. People use it when they're like when they're uh, making three D art, like I am. People have scripts that they've made that kind of help them in their workflow to make stuff quicker.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that like, makes sense.
1: Like if your character doesn't have hair, and you have to like painstakingly like make the strands make of hair, hair come hair out, while the guy next to you has a script that says make this sort of random hair strand well, on the head, yourself. it'll go quicker.
0: In your, like, software, like, what do you use to actually design your characters for game art for what you do? We have a couple
1: different programs, and they all do something a little differently. So, if you're... Because couldn't,
0: couldn't you just, like, save a character or something in the software that you use to get around stuff like that? Like, if you made a guy with really, like, technical or, like, precise hairs, couldn't you just be like, save this guy for the next time I need him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well then where do the scripts help? <laughs> for the no
1: no, no no no. The the scripts the scripts help um just in how quickly how quickly uh you can create things. If I have to go through and make all my hair follicles like right. by hand while the guy next to me already has like random numbers put in to make naturally looking hair through codes that he's already made. Like, he's made, like, he's made, like, one or two already in the past.
0: That's what I'm saying. You still have to make them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just done the work beforehand. So why couldn't you just, like, one day sit down and, like, draw the hair and just save it?
1: Oh, oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can, you can (laughs) do that. Yeah, if I wanted to, if I had the time to, and if I wanted to, I can make all sorts of hairstyles right now if I knew how to make hair, which I don't. Um, <laughs> but if I did, I could make all sorts of hairstyles right now and just like save them out as like you know wig looking things, right. save them as a file, yeah, and then yeah, if I have a character that I want to put hair on and they don't require a certain hairstyle, I'm like, oh i have I have all these hairs saved. I could yeah put a put a wig on one of these. yeah, you could do that.
0: Are they like easier or like more beginner? Based softwares that have stuff like that equipped with them when you get them that just have like, I mean it would look it'd probably look mm. shitty because you wouldn't actually have to make it. But do they make ones that just already have like,
1: oh like already have already have, and... already have already have three D stuff that you don't yeah. have to make? Yeah. yeah, there's there's one that I that's actually pretty good. It used to be kind of like weird looking, but because technology has gotten better, like it looks better now. Uh there's daz 3d which is pretty popular um and those pretty you can popular. yeah those the- you you do get started off with like a base male figure base three uh, female figure things like that and then from there they have sliders where you can like make the biceps bigger make the right bigger you know you know things like that um and you can and you can download more premium stuff if you'd like like if someone makes like a super sexy chick or whatever like i don't know but if someone makes a super sexy chick that is way better than what you could make you could download yeah. that yeah. you might have to you might have to pay some for it but you can yeah, download probably. you can da- yeah you can download that and she'll have she or he will have sliders too but it's already like pretty looking for you but they have those for character daz has those kinds of things you could buy for characters they have different like hair packs they have um like, different animals you can get, you can make, you can make full scenes, uh, full you know, rendered pretty pictures using, they like,
0: sell you the packs, is that how it works, is it like, oh, get this pack for four ninety nine. yeah, like, everything else, oh, okay. yeah,
1: now you can download them oh. illegally from somewhere, which I don't recommend,
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> hence, illegally, but, yeah, so, so you're a game artist, or that's, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Your, game art is your field as opposed to computer animation, as opposed to programming, as opposed to any of that that goes into video game design. What what all does go into it? Quite a bit, I guess, actually, when you really get down to it. Yeah. Are there, like, are there like game physicists that are in charge of, like, making sure that, like
1: oh like, physics like, works? Um, yeah, that would actually probably be... They do have people like that. Um, they would probably be a combination of programmers and animators, because some video games use like a like a ragdoll kind of physics thing, which is right. a code you can kind of like code your game to have. Where if your character right. falls, instead of like animating, well, yeah, that's what I mean. It'll just be like <laughs> ragdoll.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying though. Like when you're when you're playing games, like I'm thinking of Grand Theft Auto mainly. If, if, like, how do they make it so that, like, when you jump off a building, you actually fall, first of all, and then when you, like, open your parachute, it does what a parachute would do, like, according to fit, like, where does the game physics come, does someone have to, like, sit there, like, mathematically, like, calculate how much you would slow down? Or or at least, like, make it close, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: to make it realistic, someone would probably have to either, well, they probably, most of the time, you probably wouldn't have to go through math. Most of the time, you'd probably look up videos of people doing those things in real life, and then try to replicate it as close as you can.
0: Right, but, like, these games are so, like, you could do anything with it. Like, I'm thinking of the parachuting. And like mm-hmm. if I'm like steering that parachute around, yeah, going up and going down. If I'm like flying a plane, yeah, all those controls like, have to be have to be programmed. All that in stuff, somehow. like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There has mm-hmm. to be there has to be a physics. Now, to
1: it. yeah, now when it comes to falling that you talked about before, so like mo- virtual
0: gravity. Yeah, mo-
1: yeah, it is a virtual gravity. Most most game engines, which are softwares that help you make games, most game engines. If you put a character in an empty scene and hit the play button,
0: they'll just, just fall infinite. They'll fall
1: infinitely in space. They fall so, by default. So what you have to do is you have to make a a ground under like them. So like, so the road them. in Grand Theft Auto, yeah. you have I'm, a ground under them.
0: A normal it, force.
1: Yeah, and then you turn on a collision for it, so your character will collide with the road when they fall.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So, so
1: they, all, they all fall by default, pretty much.
0: Most right. engines. So are, are yeah, they no. just programmed to fall at the right speed? Can they program the speed? Because I don't think you know a lot about physics, but if I remember anything from physics in high school, gravity, like things fall at 9.8 meters per second per second is how fast they pick up speed. So can they program the, the games and these softwares to just automatically make it roughly this much time so it emulates well what concept of distance do video games have too because that's that'd be another yeah they part of it i don't understand uh
1: when you're when you're looking at it like if i go into unreal engine right now which is a video game software a game a software to make video games if i go into unreal engine right now and i have a character and i hit play and he does fall he doesn't fall like a crazy speed or like a crazy slow speed. Right, he, do, he does like, fall like a normal speed. So someone did yeah. have someone when they were making the software for other people to make games. Someone did have to put in that math, that code at some point, and figure out what most characters would fall
0: at. Um, that's that's really interesting thing. There's a lot. There's a lot involved in that too. Like there is because does everything fall at the same rate? When... no. It's in the, like, what doesn't. Well,
1: okay, so, like.
0: Like, could you. Like,
1: like the whole bowling ball feather thing.
0: Yeah, All right, so that's an air resistance thing. Yeah, because, and you've you've probably seen a video
1: like that where they take the air out of the chamber and then they fall at the same rate.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's what they do in physics, what they do. Uh, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about this on the podcast the other day, and he did it in physics class in high school, too. But what will happen. That people don't really understand the concept of, when they start is like, they they said in much bigger scale on the podcast. If you if you took a bullet, and just dropped it like that, and you shot yeah. this, you know, the same bullet, the same weight, all that, out of a gun. Both of them would hit the ground at the same time, which is mind-boggling to think about in a way. Yeah, I, but, I can't understand any but, of that. But this horizontal distance doesn't really matter. So in um, in, in the high school class, he had like a little contraption basically that he strung up just like a little metal ball here and another one here. And on this side, it shot it out this way. And at this side, it just let go of it. So it fell. And this, this is like first day of physics class, probably for any physics class, I would imagine. Oh, okay. But like, yeah. And he went around and asked everybody, you know, which one's going to hit the table first, the one that's just falling or the one that's being shot outward. And the answer is you know if they're the same weight and the same shape and all that they're going to hit at the same time because this Mm -hmm. distance does not affect how much gravity pulls it towards the ground yeah all that really affects that is the air resistance you know in the real world there is that force but for like basic physics classes you usually just kind of disregard the fact that that's there and assume that everything's falling at 9.8 meters per second per second so, if you went into one of your programs and, like, is there a way for you to make a sheet of paper and a golf ball or a feather and a bowling ball? Fall differently? And would they just automatically fall differently? Or would you have to make them fall differently?
1: Uh, you'd probably have to make them fall differently. Because, yeah, because if you put, uh, like, a, how would you do that? I don't know. I don't, okay. I, I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> we but finally yeah. got to that
0: point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you,
1: <laughs> If you put a a 3D like piece of paper that you made in a program into the video game engine and you had a three D golf ball in there, like they they look like their real life counterparts, but yeah, the, the the engine isn't set up by default to recognize those as two uh, different real life things. It just sees 3D model here, three D model here, fall at the same time. So, yeah, a a programmer or someone would have to go in and give, like, some kind of physics to the paper so it would fall very slowly. So it would have
0: someone, some programmer or physics nut would have to kind of combine forces. So that's not, like, the animator's job, or...
1: Um, probably
0: not. That's probably the programmer's job.
1: I don't know. There, There are people who, like I said before, there are people who specifically, like... Do that physics stuff where it's it's kind of like game physics uh there are people who specifically like have a little bit of both knowledge and it kind of makes this third weird uh kind of job
0: right well, you are just like you play a game, especially you know a good common game. I don't play a lot of games, but it's like you get to the end of a game and there's all these credits and it's like Jesus, how many people are involved in the making of a game and like they're paying all those guys salaries. You have to start wondering how much do these games actually make from just selling? Yeah. And how many copies of a game do you have to sell to pay everybody off and still make a profit? It's pretty crazy. It but, is pretty um, crazy. Yeah. So I don't know if I have any more questions on that. Maybe we can finally get to the actual topic. How long have we been going already?
1: Uh, half an hour.
0: Oh, my God. It's going to be <laughs> a long one today. Yeah. I'm probably. okay with that. That's Okay. I don't know. What time do you have? You have to go at, like, five or something. Anyway, I'll go for three hours for all I care. But Jesus, that was half an hour. My guess was going to be 20 minutes. So I guess I wasn't that far. Well, it's
1: 28 minutes, technically.
0: Yeah, so still, that's closer to half an hour. Okay, so what we actually wanted to talk about today was uh, tipping. Um, We didn't do, neither one of us did a lot of research on this. I did what I always do. I watched an episode of Adam Ruins, everything that talked about it a little bit. And um, I was going to look up to see if there was a Stuff You Should Know podcast on this, but I didn't get the chance to do that now. So I'll do it right now. But, like, I don't know. What do you think of the tipping system? I, I mean, it's fucked up. At, yeah, at face, it's pretty fucked up.
1: <laughs> at face value, not knowing much about it, uh, I kind of don't necessarily believe that tipping should be as required as it is now right i think you should tip if you genuinely believe that your uh you know waiter waitress whatever the case may be we'll just use restaurants for this example just because they're the easiest to talk about tipping with
0: well they're pretty much the only ones that still require it yeah
1: yeah i know um like yeah you're right uh
0: by the yeah, way, stuff you, you should know does have a podcast on this, so I should have listened to that. <laughs> but,
1: that's okay. We'll wing it. Then we'll, we'll have a part two. Yeah. After Actually, we gather we information. Might. Now we yeah. won't have
0: to think of a topic next week. Mm-hmm. But um
1: Yeah, okay. So so yeah, my my opinion on it is if you sh- you shouldn't be required to for their their salary, uh, they should I think they should be paid. You know, like a normal wage, n- normal, well, a minimum wage, depending on the restaurant, maybe a little more. Yeah. But, but a, a regular wage like everyone else, uh, that's steady, uh, doesn't change. Yeah. And then if, if a customer comes in, they're very happy with their experience, yeah, tip them a couple bucks, sure. Uh, but I don't think that it should be their, their paycheck. Well,
0: yeah. No, yeah, that's definitely true. And if we got rid of tipping, then, it wouldn't be able to be their paycheck. Then they would just have to pay them normal amounts of money. Who... Okay, so who all do we actually tip? Because the main two are, are bartenders, waiters, and waitresses. Do you tip delivery drivers?
1: Um... Uh... Depends. Sometimes, it depends. Yeah. I... You know how Uber has the uh, the tipping feature? Oh, yeah.
0: No, yeah. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so apps and stuff like that nowadays, like Uber or, like, five or even, they give you that option to tip people, and that's cool. Like, I guess that's basically how it should be. Okay, it's like, there's literally no reason for you to do this, but if you thought their service was above and beyond, throw them a few bucks, we'll give you a platform to do that with. But in terms of people you're, you're quote-unquote, supposed to tip, or else you're a bad human being in American culture, you know, I, I think it's really just bartenders, waiters, Slash waitresses and delivery drivers, which even delivery drivers, I don't tip nine times out of ten. I won't tip a delivery driver. Well, because, because you're already
1: you're already paying them. The, like like the money that they're making is yeah. you ordering, the company right. gets a cut. They get a cut.
0: Yeah. I don't know. How basically, I know uh, delivery drivers always get paid at least minimum wage, just like everybody else in the world. You know they're not part of the waiter waitress you know like restaurant staff that you're allowed to pay less than that because they get tipped and oh sorry maybe i was
1: thinking a bit more like uber eats and stuff
0: yeah yeah you're, yeah, talk- you're that's talking you're talking you're talking
1: yeah you're talking I'm more talking about, about like pizza delivery like guys pizza guy yeah yeah, yeah i'm talking but, um, like, uber
0: eats and or stuff. like sorry this guy but like even even a domino's i've seen around here delivery driver Positions being advertised for like four or five bucks above minimum wage, so I'm like, why would I tip them at that point? Plus, you're paying a delivery charge, plus your which I guess is more so for the gas, but it it doesn't usually cost like four bucks in gas to get from the nearest Domino's to here. To yeah, people people have people have really weird conceptions about how far they can actually get on a dollar amount of gas. Because, I I mean, I've been guilty. I don't know, I couldn't tell you. But, like, (laughs) we have this one friend that'll, like, drive us to town all the time. And it's, like, some of these people think it takes $20 in gas to get from here to the city and back. And it takes probably, like, 80 cents in gas at the most to actually do that. Like, you gotta think how often you actually drive before you start saying... You know, I'm going to need 20 bucks to fill up my tank after I make this one trip, because that's just not going to happen. But um, yeah, yeah. back to back <clears throat> to delivery drivers and tipping them. I usually don't. We ordered a pizza last week, and I, I was like, should I tip them? And we were like, no. And then I got the little seniors ago go sign here, and there was like a place to leave a tip, and I was like, whoops. And then I was like, I just gave it to them anyway. But yeah, I think we should. I don't think we should tip anybody. I think it is a very, very bizarre system. I forget where it, like, came from, whose idea it was in the first place and whose idea it was to follow up with that and be like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But, like, because basically... Well,
1: like, like tipping without it being their pay I think is a good idea.
0: Well, like... Is that even tipping at that point, or is that just... That's the other weird thing is that... I don't know if it's actually true or not, but we have, like, that weird conception that if you work at Walmart or if you work as a cashier or it's something that makes an actual salary Mm -hmm. like you're not allowed to accept tips
1: oh yeah some yeah you're right I don't know if that's
0: against company policy it probably is against company policies a lot I can see that I don't think that would be against the law but it's like where do you draw the line between tipping and just giving someone money because it's not illegal for me to just hand you five bucks. But if I came and visited you at the Dietrich and you were working the ticket booth and I was like, hey, you're really awesome. Here's an extra five bucks and you just pocket it, which is essentially what I'm intending to have happen. Yeah, that's right. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Some, some trouble would arise there. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's a weird system. But basically it goes back to somehow the restaurant industry gets away with making the customers responsible for paying their staff, which is just absurd when you really start to think about it. And like, if I owned like a t-shirt company or like yeah. a t-shirt stand, and I'm the owner of this t-shirt stand, and it's a, it's a small business, so I'm like I'm working the floor, you know, but I own it, and I, I hire I just hire some guy to stock shelves. And I stand behind a cash register and I take money and I answer questions and do that kind of thing. And someone comes up and buys, you know, two T-shirts for each 30 bucks. Yeah, and right. Okay. So I'm like, okay, your total 60 bucks. And I'm going to make 60 bucks off of this. But I want you to tip the stock boy for doing his job. Or I want you to decide if the stock boy gets to actually eat tonight. You know what I mean? Like...
1: That's, uh that's yeah let's that's start doing
0: it that's literally what's happening in restaurants and i don't know i don't know why we don't act like it's weirder than than we do act like it is
1: that is kind of what like happens just, and put it on top of yeah it's it, that's, that's interesting when you put it in a different context like that
0: yeah well okay that's that's a good debate strategy is putting the same thing in a different context
1: <laughs> context yeah but um,
0: but, um yeah, it's really weird. I had a I was talking I was talking to Jake about this the other day and he said he had an experience. Well, a friend of a friend of a friend had an experience once. I'm not going to disclose who it is or anything, but like they went out to eat and they didn't have the money to tip, which I know people are going to start getting like pissed about that right from Yeah, the- no, but,
1: but but it happens. Yeah, not everyone has the money on them. Some people like, like college students like us might not always have the money yeah, on them.
0: They might want to yeah. go. I, I don't know. Those because I, my, my opinion in that case, too, honestly, like, in reality, with the way the system is, is that if you can't afford the tip, don't go out. That's not, like, my moral opinion. That's just my realistic a, opinion. logical
1: opinion? Yeah.
0: And, um, but anyway, they went out to eat. They didn't tip. And t- the waitress they had actually followed them out of the store and, like, started like bitching at them for not leaving a tip really was like you know like hey guys you should probably leave a tip you know this is what i live off of and no way yes these are you know pretty pretty modest people jake jake was saying that uh that the restaurant's lucky he wasn't there with him because he would have i know him he would have said something about it you know he wouldn't he, so, he yes, yeah, started started he, being... he's not like he's not like the mom at the retail store that like goes up a wall up and down a wall and it's like i need to talk to your manager yeah like, but but like, he would he would definitely say something he'd come up with some well no so comments he told me like what what he would say what i would i don't know if i'd be ballsy enough to say lately I yeah get- i
1: like to, i like to print pretend that i am too but i'm like I'm yeah
0: but well, i i have been getting gutsier as i've like grown up and self-awareness saying stuff like that what? but i still don't know if i'd say that but like basically it's like i would have told her that this isn't a problem to bring up with me. This is a problem to bring up with your manager, the owner of the store, like, because it's not our responsibility. Like, why is it my responsibility to pay you to work here? Like, if you have a problem that you can't afford your lifestyle or you can't afford any lifestyle, then you need to go into the back and bring that up with Mm -hmm. the guy who you're working for, who's obligated to pay you. Not me. It's it's not my job to make sure. Yeah. You eat. Okay. It was my job to make my own money so I could come here and eat. <laughs> not so that. Like I don't know. I it, it it is weird and. There um, okay. So here's here's the next thing I'll kind of try and try to segue into is, fuck I just forgot what I was gonna say, but um okay first of all I've I have two other topics. One of them just escaped me, but uh, one that I can remember. Is Why Why do we think, if the system is so bad like that, because we, I know you see it, we, we're 20 and 21 years old. We have friends that work as waiters and waitresses, like, everywhere, because yeah. it's kind of a 20, 21-year-old's job yeah. at that's this just point. How, that's just how and it works we, out. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I definitely do. You probably do, too, have seen the Facebook posts just moaning and whining from those friends of ours that have those jobs saying this person didn't leave a tip, this person left like a 2% tip, they shouldn't be coming out to eat if they can't afford the tip, so on and so forth. Is it, why don't they go and get another job where they have to get paid an actual amount? Like what do you think keeps these workers working as tip-based employees? Mm, that's that is a good question, and uh, I do. See I mean, those, don't overthink it. I think there's an obvious yeah, answer. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. Uh, I do see those posts once in a while. You are correct. Um, I think a lot of a lot of uh, people, because you also see the posts from people our age saying, "Hey, I need a job quickly. I need money, like really quick." <laughs> Uh, that happens a lot, too, for kids our age uh, or adults our age, I guess. I
0: mean, people, um, ever since I got into this like business Instagram thing, I had I literally had just some person uh, message me yesterday on Instagram, like some in my DMs. And he was like, tell me more about affiliate marketing. And I was like, sure. What do you want to know? And he was he, like, as the conversation carried on, basically what this guy said was, hey, I need to make money right now, what's the quickest, fastest way to do it? How much am I gonna make? This, that, and the other. And I was like, buddy, that's not how this works. Yeah. If, 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 you, you, if you if you wanna, wanna make if you wanna make quick money, you gotta do something else. Yeah, well yeah, and you probably have to do something illegal. Like easy money just isn't out there or well, else everybody would be reaping it in. Yeah, okay. Night. If you wanna make money quickly,
1: there there are there are legal ways to do it, but it's not gonna be a lot of money.
0: Right, and it
1: depends. It depends on how much you need
0: hard ass yes. work. And what people don't understand, I'm gonna go on this soapbox for a second here That's about okay. entrepreneurs Rock, yeah. and entrepreneurship, is that first of all, one one of the podcasts I listen to all the time talks about like how the how the um like the connotation of an entrepreneur has kind of changed because the dude I listen to is probably in like his forties and he started his business when he was nineteen, and he always says at his time being an entrepreneur meant you were a freaking loser and it meant that you, right, yeah. you were a lazy bum and you didn't want to get a job this that and the other and nowadays it's kind of become a little bit more cool to be an entrepreneur
1: they always say
0: and like the entrepreneurs are like the hipsters at like Starbucks with like their laptop and like, let, let
1: let let's not let's not kid ourselves we both want to be cool too just not not yeah. bad but
0: yeah well i mean yeah i'm not saying i'm am I'm, I'm immune to this but like I don't sit at Starbucks and do it. I don't go. We don't sit. St- we don't set at Starbucks. We don't but have, like like, like nice watches. Cliche, you know, there's like this cliche like cool guy entrepreneur now. No, that you're right. Sits you're On right. his laptop and like a coffee shop, like chugging down his eight dollars. Yeah, his and, glasses
1: like, and beanie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but like basically saying that it's become more cool to be an entrepreneur now, because now uh, people have seen I think the success of entrepreneurs and think if you just call yourself an because. I'm always really hesitant to tell people I am an entrepreneur because I'm really not because I haven't made I've made four hundred bucks through my own business, which that's why
1: that's why covered. i usually when I tell people I'm an artist i don't I don't tell people I am an artist I tell okay. people I'm an aspiring an artist
0: aspiring artist yeah, I yeah. the same thing, but I'll say aspiring entrepreneur if I have mm-hmm. to yeah right but, um, because people. People outside of the entrepreneurship market or niche just don't get it, honest to goodness. And people inside of it are kind of, like, high and mighty about it if they, like, already have a business going or they want to sell you a course to teach you how to start a business. Mm -hmm. Then they're like, oh, you can't call yourself an entrepreneur. You haven't done this, 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 and this. Or even on, like, Shark Tank and stuff all that time, they'll say you're not an entrepreneur. You're an inventor.
1: You got to earn the title.
0: But so it's like this thing you have to be earned, but at the same time, that kind of starts to question how do you actually earn it? You know what I mean? But, um, anyway, I forget where this started, but people, what well, people oh, don't we understand, yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> that's okay, you can keep we we're going. talking about making money quick. That's how I came up yeah. with this, yeah, that's right. Is that when you're an entrepreneur or you're trying to start a business, because what I see a lot of personally when I tell people I'm doing this thing. And they'll say, why are you doing that? Are you making money off of it? I'll say, no. And they'll be like, why do you keep doing it? Like, it's not instant at all. But everything I'm doing right now, my website, my affiliate accounts, this podcast, my You're other podcast, for the future, Literally everything is so I can have a full time income by the time I'm 30 coming in through this. Like, I want to establish a following. I want to do this in the app But basically,
1: you want to set up multiple sources of income for yourself. Uh yeah. so you're less likely to not have money when you're older.
0: That's the thing. Starting a business, being an entrepreneur, it's it's basically building a machine, right? And the thing is, whatever your machine is for doesn't do that task as you're building it. It's like you have to build the machine, then turn it on after you're done. So what people don't mm-hmm. get about entrepreneurship is that it means going four, five, six, seven however many years with no paycheck whatsoever yeah
1: people people just like right off the bat they're like hey where's the machine
0: (laughs) yeah yeah basically like just turn this thing on and get it going i'm like no it's not done yet you know it's like oh gosh it's so weird but people don't understand the the just the reason behind doing it they don't understand my why and but it's because i want to set myself up now for the future because I can I I can live on ramen noodles and
1: yeah we, we both we both can yeah for, for the <laughs> we, next we don't have a I'd rather that.
0: I'd rather do that I'm 20 years old I'd rather do that from now until I'm 30 than get a nine to five job where I'm getting paid fifty thousand dollars a year we will go right with the minimum and have to have to kind of pinch I mean that's that's an okay salary but then you're still. You still kind of have to pinch pennies. You know, you still have to be aware of your finances. And I'm not saying it's ever good to not be aware of your finances. But odds are, if you're rich enough that you don't have to focus so much on it, you're probably naturally good enough at it that yeah, that's why you're rich in the first place. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a second nature thing at that point. But it's like, I'd rather be dirt poor for the next 10 years and wealthy when I'm 40 than just kind of be like living for the next 80 years you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah actually
0: mm-hmm. so basically my point there was though like guys if you don't get it if you know someone that's trying to start a business and you keep asking them how much money you make, like i've had so many people ask me are you getting are you getting paid to make these posts on instagram are you getting paid to do this podcast i'm like no because that's not how it works there's not some like magic money genie just like handing me money yeah doing the thing the way it works in business is that all money is someone else's money. So, if nobody's paying me anything for being on Instagram, and nobody nobody gets paid specifically to Instagram, nobody gets paid specifically to be on YouTube. They get paid to run ads on YouTube, or they get paid through affiliate links, stuff like that. There's ways to get money from right. business yeah. through a platform. It's like a channel. To it's to it's like
1: the TV that has commercials. It's like the radio that has uh, ads and commercials.
0: It's the same thing. It's just different, but people same but different. I keep like bouncing in this chair, but I'm like, but it's like, so many people are out there just going for jobs It's because like most jobs, the way it works is you go, you sit there for eight hours, you do your work for eight hours. And at the end of the day, you get a paycheck for X amount of dollars. Right. And they don't see, first of all, they don't see that that money is not just like appearing. Like it's coming from your company. And someone else in your company has to actually provide value to the world and make that money so that you can get your paycheck. And yeah, right. So there's that part first. And whoever's at the top of their company is not getting any steady income whatsoever. And that's the other thing I hate when people complain about the 1%, yada, 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 the rich folk, is that when you own a business, it's like you eat last. Because if I if I start a business and let's say I'm making... Oh, gosh, I don't know. Let's say I'm making like $500,000 a year. Well, my business is making $500,000 a year. But I hired a guy with, or I just hired five guys to run these parts of my business that I'm not good at. And I'm paying them all $100,000 a year. Then even though I have a business that's making half a million dollars a year, I'm not making any money whatsoever because I have to pay off these expenses first. I have to pay off. Yeah, yeah, you have. I have right. to pay off. Everything else first. And then I just take what's left over at the end. Yeah. So it's like... You gotta,
1: pay for, yeah, it's gotta pay for the employees, all that it's good not
0: stuff. not easy. <laughs> like, people just think that these, these rich, these rich, rich, rich entrepreneurs are just, like, being given money. But it's like, in reality, they ate shit for five years. They slept on piss-stained mattresses in the back of their shops for lots and lots and lots of years. Everyone thought that they were just fuck-ups in life. And... You know, it's like where are they now? So yeah. that's that's my soapbox. I think I'm gonna end it there. So if you wanna if you wanna make money quick, you're not going to. Is the short version unless you win the lottery. And then if you do that, you're way more likely than not gonna piss it away. So sorry if you're trying to do that, but how do we start talking about that in the first uh, place? Tipping and getting uh tipping, getting money getting quick. Rich. I still don't remember how that actually came up. But Anyway, oh, yes. Oh, well, so. I
1: I mentioned on Facebook how th- one of the reasons oh, because, one of the reasons yes. people might get a job as a waiter or waitress is because they need money quick, and someone suggests in the comments, "Hey, I know a job opening at whatever restaurant." So that's well, think... that's that's partially the reason for for why people are in those jobs. Now, some people just might like being a waiter or waitress. I don't know, but
0: well, okay. Everyone's
1: my... everyone's different.
0: I have my own theory on this. I'm gonna bring in you know, the, the jerk theory, is that I think these people are staying in these jobs and taking these jobs because they know somewhere in their head that the tipping system is helping them more than it's hurting them. Because what they don't talk about, what they don't bitch and whine about on Facebook is when someone leaves them a 300% tip. You don't hear about that. And I'm sure it has, you do see Facebook posts about it sometimes, like, oh, some guy in the city left a $10,000 tip and it's like first of all okay you should be praising the 1% after that <laughs> but um because get that guy was in it but um i think it does help them more than it hurts them and i think in in the long run they do make more money through tipping than they would through uh 725 an hour 8 dollars an hour job because we've created that societal like obligation to tip people 10 15 20% for no reason whatsoever and i think because how often yeah yeah that's the thing with
1: with waiters and waitresses yeah you you don't have it's not steady you're right some nights you might have a low uh, amount of money made so yeah some nights you
0: might have a ton of money that you made exactly It depends on how busy the restaurant is of course and or how good you are or how good yeah maybe you're bad (laughs) that, that plays a role too if if you're not getting like really great tips and you're a waiter or waitress or a bartender or whatever. It's probably your fault. Yeah, just saying. But that, but that's like, a good
1: that's a good place to go with a lot of things, not just that.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I I think everything is. Well, I think everything's my own fault. I I believe very strongly in a mentality that I read about in a book that um you'll be a lot better off once you learn to blame yourself for literally everything, whether it's your fault or not. Make it your fault because mm-hmm. that will drive you to change it, that will drive you to make it not happen again. And I, I look at blame as control. So any ever, anytime I blame someone for something bad that happened to me or something that's not going right in my life, it, it's seriously just admitting that you don't have control over your own life. It really is. <laughs> and like, yeah. So, you know, it, it's... I don't know. It's a concept that if you don't already understand from what I've experienced trying to explain it to people, you're never going to understand. But that's how it works. If you if you like rear end a guy and you go off for the next three years of your life bitching that it's because he stopped in front of you or it's because he doesn't know how to drive or it's because this, that, and the other, then you're gonna rear end another guy at some point.
1: And for the record, if you rear end somebody, it's lawfully your fault. <laughs>
0: like by like yes. by law it's yes. your
1: fault. That's true too. But another thing but-
0: That's another thing. (laughs) A sneak peek into our traffic episode, which is what we were going to do today, but we didn't. Another thing that I don't think people know as often that I was trained by in driver's training is that if you're stopped at, like, a red light, okay, so, like, here's the car in front of you. Here's you. If some guy comes up and hits you in the back end and then pushes you into this car in the front end, okay, it's that guy's fault for hitting you. It's your fault for hitting the person in front of you.
1: Oh, okay, so
0: so mm-hmm. that's why I get I get really like I have a real huge peeve for so, people that stop at red lights and they like keep inching and in, up into the car in front. Yeah, of you. yeah. they're like, what's so gonna happen? We- I'm like, if the guy comes behind you and hits you, and you're close enough to this car to hit them.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna hit you, for- and then I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> or, or, or yeah, no, you're you're the car in front. Never mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, so if you're in the car in the middle. You're half responsible for, like, the total yeah. thing that happened. You're responsible like the, for... Those what, giant cartoon guy? car wrecks and Spongebob and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of different people's faults. Like, it's not like just the guy in the back gets blamed. So, like, it, it's your responsibility to keep enough distance between you and the car in front of you to not hit them. Mm-hmm. Even if you get hit. So, just a, just a sneak peek at one of the many laws I can bring up about traffic that people... Or just totally... (laughs) (laughs) Neato. So there is that. So learn to blame yourself for stuff, even if it's not your fault. Because the truth is, there's always something you could have done differently to make the situation not happen, even if it's not your fault. Because the example he used in the book, actually, which is kind of a little dark, in case you need that warning, but he used the example of, like, just like this totally innocent guy, Went and picked his daughter up from her friend's house. They had a sleepover, or something or other. And, or like it was late at night, and one of them got sick. So he's like, okay, I got to go pick her up, whatever. And he drives back. And on the way back home, there's like an IHOP, which is, you know, like the hub for the college in the area. And he gets hit by a drunk driver on the way home, ultimately killing both of them, this is where the story went. The, like, obviously, in that situation, it's the drunk driver's fault, like legally, all that, this and the other. But in the book, what the author said was, "You'll be better off if you consider that your own fault for getting hit by a drunk driver because you could have taken a different route, you could have gone at a different time, and it goes back to that thing of controlling your own life. If you if you start to learn to blame yourself for things like that, you'll have more of a grasp on yeah right. the outcomes that happen to you in your life. So and and for the audience,
1: you're not saying that." It is the guy and his daughter's fault. You're saying the mentality of blaming it on yourself is what's good.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I kind of am saying it's the guy's fault. Just you have to understand why I'm saying that or else. Yeah, right. Have to.
1: Otherwise, you just but, sound evil.
0: But it's like there's always something you could have done differently. Because at the end of the day, whatever happens to you happens. You can you can assign blame for the rest of your life. That's not gonna change the fact that it happened, okay? In in the in the twisted scenario that I just had to give out there. No matter whose fault it was, it's not gonna change the fact that this guy and his daughter died in a hypothetical car accident. So you know, if you if you run a business and you get twenty grand stolen from your business and you go around saying it's my accountant's fault, it's my it's this guy's fault, this guy stole it. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you're short $20,000 and you need to be more focused on how to not make that happen again. Yeah, than, and that's what... And who to blame for it happening.
1: Yeah, and that's what our parents tell us when we're young is they're too good. They're too tight. Ty-
0: <laughs> huh? If they're good parents. Yeah, yeah. All our parents <laughs> told us
1: when we were young. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, sure there, there, are, there are that.
1: two types of people in the world. There are winning players and there are losing players.
0: That goes into very deep... Winner's mindset, loser's, loser's mindset. So yeah, so, back to tipping. I still don't remember that point I was going to bring up. But um, The other thing is, too, kind of what I was going towards there is that, have you ever noticed that you don't see bartenders complain about the tipping system? Yeah. It's always waiters and waitresses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because bartenders make tons of money from their tips. And that's why, like, there's just two sides to it um, at the end of the day. And it could help you a lot. It could dishelp you a lot. I'm sure that's not a word, but I'm going to make it one. And, you know, I guess if, if, if nobody at the restaurant you works at tips really big, don't work there. If they do, then keep working there. And if, if it seems, you know, in relation to how well your service is, which it probably is, then Do a better job (laughs) like that's my advice to the people Mm -hmm. um otherwise i don't think customers have to tip you i would say you know in america if you don't tip after eating a meal you're considered a piece of shit that's just the way it works but i i don't i don't view it that way if i were to go out with someone and eat and they're like i'm not leaving a tip i'd be like cool i really would because Mm -hmm. i'd be that's, that's not your job. So the, I, I do remember in that episode of um, Adam Ruins Everything, there is a restaurant. There's probably multiple restaurants now since that aired that are starting no tipping policies. Oh, I remember what I wanted to bring up. How does it affect – I literally have it written down right there, and I still couldn't think of what it was that I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, how does it affect the customer, aside from the fact that they have to cough up more money? but like, How much do you tip when you go to a restaurant? Just to get the ball rolling here.
1: Well, it's usually what, what I've, I've always been told is it's usually eighteen percent to twenty percent.
0: Eighteen to twenty percent. Okay. Yeah. I mean, people have said anywhere from ten to twenty. Usually, from what I've heard, it's usually fifteen and or. It,
1: and it also depends on what they're providing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That too. Because.
1: But, I, wait. Wait. You were talking about restaurants, right? Yeah. Okay. Eighteen to twenty percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's about it. And um, this, of course, goes into there are people with different mentalities, all that. And actually, Jake, what he told me, he does is uh, 10 for bad, 15 for the line, and 20 for above and beyond service is the way that he does his tipping. And what's happening is, I, I don't really have an opinion on how much you should tip. If I do, it's 0%. But um, So where this is going is that you go to a restaurant, eat your meal. It sucks that every time you go... You've been there, I've been there, whoever's watching/slash listening has been there. You're, you're, it comes time you're all done with your food, and everybody's like, Okay, how much do we tip? You just have no idea. Everyone's pulling out their phones and their calculators, and they're like acting like scientists, and they're trying to like calculate exactly how much to tip the person. And first of all, fun fact: if you like move the decimal over one place and then double it, that'll give you 20%. And <laughs> so wow. But um, even even if not that, then uh, some of these restaurants out there now are starting to implement no tipping policies. And what the, the reason they're doing that is, first of all, so they can just pay their staff the way that any other company in the world would have to, and they can have a steady, consistent income because their staff... We as humans like consistency and stability for yeah. some reason, which goes back to the entrepreneur thing I was saying and why people don't become entrepreneurs is because they start to realize they have to go a long time making no money and then even so the rest of their life like needing to actually make money and not just be handed it, having it handed to them by the higher ups. But um, we, we like consistency, we like stability. So usually it'll lead to a friendlier staff if you have a restaurant that has a no tipping policy because they will have a, a steady income And it'll also make the customer experience a lot more enjoyable. Knowing, like, I know right now, if I could go to whatever restaurant I wanted, just kind of knowing that at the end of the day, I'm not going to have to be crunching numbers, doing math, trying to figure out how much I actually want to tip the person, and doing all this extra shit. And I can just focus on eating, then the customers will be a lot happier. So it kind of just makes everybody happier when we pull tipping out of the equation. Which brings us back all the way back to where we started. Why is this still a thing? And the answer is I don't know. I really don't. I don't know the laws surrounding it either. Like, who do we ask to stop the tipping thing? <laughs>
1: yeah, that that isn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean I'm pretty, I never thought about that before.
0: Pretty certain there's a law saying if you own a restaurant, you are not required to pay minimum wage if your workers get tips. That's mm-hmm. basically no words. works. And then there's sick days and there's all this other stuff you could talk about. But in the end, everybody's happier if tipping just doesn't exist. I should look more into, like, other countries, too. That, that would be cool to see. I don't... I don't really know how it works in other countries. I really don't think they have like as much pressure on it in other countries as we do. I know they have. Really yeah. Well,
1: terrific. I'm curious. I'm curious to see places like Europe where like the tip kind of originated, sort of, or yeah. or like or I don't know if okay. Scratch that. I don't know if the <laughs> I don't know if the tip originated there, but like like waiters providing an experience when you eat originated in Europe, as far as I could tell. And then from there. From there, you can kind of infer that tipping originated from that. Because like I said, I don't know. I don't know. Because idea the, yeah, because the waiter or waitress provided such a good experience.
0: I really don't know whose idea it was to just be like, uh, just like give their waiter like one of those trays and be like, there's your customer. I'm not going to pay you for doing this. You, you ask him to pay you for doing this. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. What mm-hmm. the hell? That's that's what that comes down to but um i think i think everybody gets to the point by now i think i hit everything on my list over here uh should we keep this tipping system no i don't think so uh does it affect the customer yes it does it makes your dining experience involve math and nobody likes math so that's another reason we should get rid of it how much should we tip Depends on the service, and even so, probably not as much as you're gonna because there's another thing I want to bring up, and I guess I kind of did, but it's like I I don't like – in case people haven't figured it out by now – I don't like doing things because you're supposed to. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I yeah. hate everything that's like that. I hate I, – I'm not saying I hate doing every activity that that involves.
1: I hate yeah, because some it. of those
0: things are good things. I hate doing it for that reason. And I hate someone giving me that reason. That goes for tipping. That goes for buying Christmas gifts. That goes for getting dressed when you leave the house. It goes for literally everything. When I well, I mean like get dressed in something, but I mean like mm-hmm. get yeah. dolled up when you leave the house. I know. Yeah. Don't just don't just walk outside naked, please. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean. Like the people that like won't wear sweatpants when they go out, and stuff like that and you ask him why and it's like because that's weird. Like that's not a reason. Yeah, it's, I just say guys. it's because
1: I want to look nice.
0: Yeah. L- l- yeah, l- like you you're judging yourself first of all uh, in any aspect. If you're if you're being judged by someone, you're not actually being judged by someone. You're being judged by yourself. So learn to get over it or learn to get over it. Those are your two options. So, but um yeah, how much to tip and for is it for better or for worse? I think it's for worse for everybody. And I've heard that these restaurants that are doing the no tipping policies are doing a lot better in business because customers are going more. They don't have to worry about the tipping. Uh, the the, the employees are trying harder and actually like doing their jobs well because they could get fired. They can get even benefits and stuff now are starting to creep into restaurants. I think that's a good direction for things to be heading.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: That's my two cents. Do you have any more cents uh, to put in?
1: Two cents. Uh no, not not really. And I should probably go soon mm-hmm. because I do have a project ah, to get back to. Okay. So
0: he has a project to get back here to. Here are my literal two yeah, cents. Yeah, your two cents. There you go. And um I, I guess we'll leave it at that. What are we doing? we're doing on time now, like an hour? Almost an hour, ten minutes. Oh shit. Okay. So we, we held you guys here for a long time today, and you're probably not even still listening. Um, if, if you
1: made it, if you made it all the way through, you deserve a cookie.
0: You do deserve or a. But you're cookie. not getting one. We will also allow you, completely for free, to like this and subscribe to our channel. We're letting you do that. We're giving you permission. So go ahead and uh, do that. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, all that good stuff is down in the thing below. I still have yet to tell Jarred this actually, but um, if you're watching this like in real time, like when we upload it. If you're watching this like five years down the road, this probably isn't an issue. But if you're watching this like now or relatively soon to the time that this was uploaded, I don't know what the hell is going on with my website or any of the other websites. But um, we should probably stop linking those up for a while because I don't think they actually exist because I'm fighting with hosting services and stuff like that. So
1: when I put stuff in the description, don't link to your
0: website? yeah we'll we'll talk about that when we get off the mic but okay. anyway guys okay. un- until next time uh let's let's just cue the outro music yeah all right Spike out guys